1: Hello, welcome to Film Fandango, the film podcast. I'm David Reed. This uh, person sitting to my right is Danielle Ward. Hello. And this person sitting to her right is Marek Larwood. Hello there. Uh, how are we all doing?
0: Oh.
1: Buddy wants out as soon as we start, every single week.
2: For new listeners, Buddy is David and Danielle's dog. He is one and a bit years old. And he, what make of dog is he? Er, uh, Mattel. He's a Mattel dog.
0: No, he's, he's Cocker, a
2: Cocker Spaniel. Spaniel. Anyway, but he's not in any films. Would you, if someone said to you, oh, we'll hire your dog for a film, would yes. you let them do it? Yeah. Absolutely,
1: that would be great. Well, it depends what the film was, I think. No, yeah. If it was like Tyrannosaur 2, where they want to kick him to death at the beginning of the film, I probably wouldn't say. What, yeah. if they had to do some
2: saucy shots? Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: I was watching Oh, I watched an episode of Louie today that involved a dog being pleasured.
2: Really? Die, yeah. Is it a bit like bees then, really? Because if you touch a bee, the bee stings; it dies. Yeah. Yeah. So if you pleasure a dog, it dies. That's mm-hmm.
0: what they say. That's
2: an urban myth, isn't it? It is an urban myth. Anyway, this isn't about films. It's no. Not about films.
0: Um. Well, we were we were definitely up for seeing some films this week, and then there was nothing out other than rubbish.
1: Yeah, stuff we sort of resented paying to see. Yeah.
0: Fast and Furious 6, I've not seen any of the franchise. I
1: wouldn't know what was going on. I
0: know that the sixth film in a franchise is usually not great.
2: As a, as a rule, the as s- as number a rule. six is What involved. else have there been six films of? Like Peace Academy,
0: Nutman no, Elm Street,
2: um, Friday the 13th as well, Harry
0: Lam- Potter's, but they've all got different names. Lamb
2: Before come? Time, um, Carry On Films. Yep.
0: But they don't, have ne- they don't have numbers.
2: There's no narrative arc, is it? In it? James no. Bond. How many X-Men films have there been? Uh, four. Four. Sort mm. of. It depends if you count
1: the the spin-off Wolverine movie. No, it isn't.
0: There's uh, X-Men first, yeah. first Glance.
1: Yeah, but I'm saying there's more than four if you count oh, the okay. others. <clears throat> if you count the soon-to-be two extra Wolverine films.
0: Is there going to be a, a Storm film?
1: <laughs> I hope so. Oh, God, Halle Berry. Uh, anyway, this is a bit meandering. Um... You didn't want to go to the cinema
2: this week either, did you, Merrick? I've been to cinema every week for almost the last year now. So, to celebrate the new trend of uh, what's happening, the Curzon are showing stuff, uh, films, online as well as they're on the cinema. Well, at the same time, they get released? Yeah.
0: Wow, and is it cheaper?
2: No, it's really expensive. It was £10, but £8.50 with um, a Curzon membership card. So I watched a film that was on the Curzon. Ten
1: to watch yeah. it on your home computer—that's
2: yeah. preposterous. Yeah, well, that's and not going to catch. If someone comes round and drops popcorn <laughs> round the back of the seat, yeah, and, and then in the toilet someone's you know urinated all over every, everywhere. Can you pause it, or does once it's started you have to sit have there to, and watch it? You have to sit there, and then there's other people sort of munching and whispering and stuff.
0: But you're only watching it on a small screen, but you're still paying ten quid.
2: Yeah, well I paid eight pound fifty. It's very expensive. So I think this is what's going to happen. There, people are going to start seeing. Uh, I think people are going to start releasing films at the same time.
0: Oh, but if they were cheaper, that's fine. Yeah. But you're not actually going to a cinema to see it. No, that that is baffling.
1: Yeah, I don't get that. Although even, we did, we this is. Uh, you, as you rightly said, it is a kind of increasing trend, isn't it? I mean, we had Arrested Development released this week on Netflix. Netflix! Which was free! It was, well, if you subscribe to Netflix, yeah, it's Which free. Which I do. Um, But yeah, that wasn't more because you got to see it when it first came
2: out. And we talked last week, I think, um, the next Ben Wheatley film called... What was it called? Something in the field. <laughs> so got A go. field in England. Go to a field. That's being released on at the same time over all mediums.
0: Wow. Well, that's the thing. Like people pay go to the cinema not because they're desperate to see the film before anybody else, but because it's spectacle. Because they are. It's an event. That's why people still go and see classic films. Yeah, because it's an event. So I don't quite get the thinking behind.
2: Maybe if you've got a projector in your house, I think a lot of people have got bigger screens there, Probably nicer.
1: Hmm. But you can't. You won't be able to live stream
2: that sort of quality. Not to have it massive, would you? Yeah, probably. They're talking about doing 4K soon. Okay. How was the film you went to see?
0: What film did you go and see? I went
2: to see Something in the Air, a f- film directed by Oliver Assayas. It's a French film. <laughs> oh, you like them? Yeah. Well, I normally like them.
0: <laughs> was Kristen Scott Thomas in it? She
2: wasn't in it. she no, must have that's, been ill. that's your problem. <laughs> It was about the rite of passage of this um, basically sort of semi-autobiographical about a director in 1968 when he's a teenager and they're all anarchists and they're sort of uh, rising up against the state and, and, the, and the workers and they're all sort of reading Sartre and all these sort of uh, left-wing... Um, yeah, all that sort of left-wing stuff and they're all artists and they smoke constantly and they sort of going to Italy to... To meet other sort of revolutionary people. It was total shit. <laughs> <laughs> I hated it. Really? And I really like French films. The only thing I did like about it was the fact it was summer. And it hasn't been summer for so long in England, if you're listening abroad, that I've forgotten what it looks like. And I've forgotten that feeling of wandering around in a t shirt and shorts and people yeah, having yeah. parties outside. Oh God, yeah. And that made me feel a bit. It captures the atmosphere really, really well. But it's. For me, it was everything I hate about the French. They might, have, they should have called this film. When I was a teenager, I was a total belle <laughs> And then it may have been funny then. If they, I think it could have <laughs> make a really good corny. But you know, yeah, if, you yeah. know if you made a film of your life as a teenager, it'd be really cringingly embarrassing. That they all have got that sort of confidence. They believe they've had no. They're all middle class. They don't really have any worries at all, but they're all like revolutionaries as well and trying to overthrow a state, yet they're, they're still existing within this thing and they've still got all the trendy clothes. But that's always
1: been true in, in actual history, hasn't it? I mean, the, yeah. the people who start the revolutions are always the middle class.
2: Um, the, it was everything I hate about... It was just painting... Girls taking their tops off and French people with cigarettes painting them... And Did they
0: achieve anything at the end of this
2: summer? Over? No, it was just about sort of being a, a, a youthful person. Oh,
0: sounds sounds worse than Spring Breakers.
2: Yeah, it was like the French equivalent of Spring Breakers <laughs> without any guns, but just being. If you said be as French as you can be, it was it was almost a joke. Actually, it was almost comical. and I read some reviews, and the and the film reviewers like Philip French, who works from the Guardian, really likes it, which made me think you're a knob. It was totally boring. It looked beautiful, but and I like French films. And I'm mildly cultured, so it's not me just thinking, "Oh, this is uh, me being a snob and not liking and not liking the French."
0: Yeah.
2: They had a they had a scene where there's a they're basically playing Nick. He's playing Nick Drake on his record, and he's lying in. He's painting pictures, and the pictures are scattered across his floor. And it's him smoking while he's painting. With, yeah, while he's painting with that in the background, and you think, do you know what? Can you get any more friends? That's right, buddy. <laughs> you should. Buddy's buying his toy cat in anger. That's what I wanted to do. Le chat toy. Don't go and watch it. Go and watch. You want We watched Meds Ring, which we watched last week, both parts.
0: Can you get any money back for it being rubbish? no No. you
2: could if it was at the cinema though couldn't you
0: do you, how do you get do you stream it do you stream it
2: live see here's the thing with how streaming it now I'm quite interested in the quality of streaming because a lot of televisions the standard definition which is 720 by 580 mm. and normally when you stream things stream things it's HD so it's quite good like 1080 by what is it 920 or something mm. I'm sure it was only standard definition it wasn't even crisp quality for 850 yeah really bad the Great Gatsby. I mean, you have to. That was amazing. And that was shot in, in um, because I'm interested. I'm a bit of a tech geek when it comes to cameras. That was shot in 4K or with a Red cameras. People use Red or Alexas, and Red has got really good definition. Mm. And that was the first film I've seen where it looked so crisp. Like I talked about that last week. Did it move right? I mean, that's the thing. Yeah, I've it always would, found. it's only 3D that it acts. Act, act well, it's think.
1: not that that I mean. I mean, I've seen, I've seen. F- uh, old films shot in cine that have yeah. been kind of graded up for HD releases, things like Blu-rays or whatever. Yeah, and it might be actually the screens I've seen them on, but they move like a home video. Mm. It doesn't look like a movie. It's not an artistic image. It's mm. an accurate image. And so, the um, I've seen, for instance, uh, I saw it in a uh, you know just in a bar behind the bar on a big old widescreen that uh, someone was showing Rambo and it didn't look exciting it didn't look you know it just looked like somebody was filmed it was the behind the scenes footage of um, Sylvester Stallone running about it's odd it it doesn't move
2: right I think they do I think that wasn't a problem with the uh... it might be a retrofitting it thing yeah Um... the main so I give Something in the Air to Marix
0: oh I'm glad I did not see this film
2: yeah the film is tres
0: and the been, Guardian
2: really liked it. Is that right?
0: It's been oh. a weird week for films.
1: It has. Byzantium's out,
2: isn't it? I might go and see that.
0: Is it? It's not out yet, yeah, is it? Is it not out? Maybe it's out now.
1: I think it's out next week. I saw Gemma out in the street today. The Purge is out. Um, The Purge is out. Epic. That kid's No, the Purge
0: is out on Friday. That's what we're going The um, Purge looks good.
2: Do you feel you don't know what the date time is because the weather's all wrong? Yeah, it has thrown me out of whack a bit. It, we seem to just
1: have summer and winter simultaneously where it's muggy but rainy.
0: We'll have like one nice day and then everything else is a bit rubbish.
2: Everyone's getting depressed here. Oh. To all our listeners in Iraq... Iceland, Zambia, yeah. <laughs> and is making up places. We hope you have Zambia better... exists. We hope you have better <laughs> yeah, you weather. Make that up. I'm making up places where there are possible listeners. Shall we get to the middle section then?
0: I think we'd better.
1: Yeah.
2: Letters. Letters from our listeners. But before we get into the letters, we should talk about the live film Fandango event. Yes, on June the
1: 17th we will be doing the first ever live film Fandango in Camden uh, London, UK um, where we will show films that we ourselves have made, or will soon have made.
0: Mine's quite short
1: <laughs> It's got to be, you're running out of time, as indeed are we all um, I think Marek's been very conscientious
2: I've been pestering Danielle and David about making their films a week, on a weekly basis <laughs>
0: That's because you're doing like you're doing loads of different shots, aren't you? Mine's Not just really. a one take. Oh, no. mine's like like
2: um, rope. It's going to be the new rope. Yeah,
0: mine is mine is as good as rope.
2: Um, There's three takes in
1: rope, isn't there? Yeah, I think so. They uh, have you seen that um, uh, Psychoville episode where they the, um, an homage look. to Rope, which is one take the entire the entire episode. No, I think I should watch that. It's great. It's the best thing they did. I it think. it is really good. Um, anyway. Uh, June the 17th, we'll be showing our own films. Uh, We'll all be there. And then uh, in the second half, we're showing Robocop on the big screen. So do come down. Tickets are available. From our Facebook page or Google Film Fandango The Forge and Foundry
0: and it'll be a lovely night and we'll all get to watch Robocop and then we can have a chat afterwards
2: it'll be good and Ed209 is going to come down there (laughs) is he? have you managed to get in touch with him? yes and he's going to kill
1: three random punters
0: (laughs) I'm afraid we can't bring Buddy though
1: no I'm afraid it's a classy place so they don't allow dogs
0: great cheese board
1: we could Skype him in maybe
0: yeah Uh, well let's put him in one of the films
1: why not? Why not? Oh, um, just drop coffee or down. Oh, Marek. Oh, Marek?
0: That's where people get that impression of you.
1: You know, that one we've heard round and about.
2: What's that impression?
1: That you're always covered in, you know, fluids.
2: Yeah. Oh, if it's really? not coffee, it's... Um,
1: one of the others. Yeah. Uh, we've had some letters from some lovely people, haven't we? Um, let's... Uh, you can have that one. And Marek, you can have that one.
2: Well, they're emails, I've printed out, so it doesn't make them letters, does it, really? Okay, they're
1: emails. Well, yeah. do you want to go first? Mar- yes. Daniel.
2: Uh,
0: Robert Cullen in Ireland. Hard <laughs> to be sure. <laughs> Dear film fan on your last show, you mentioned that Toby Maguire basically plays the same role in every film he stars. Oh, lucky. <laughs> I think there are several actors in the same category. In my opinion, Owen Wilson, he is the dark-haired one.
1: No. no, you always get the Wilson brothers wrong. It's That's infuriating. Jackie Wilson. That's
0: Jackie Wilson. <laughs> Juliet Lewis and Jeff Goldblum are just hired to play themselves in movies. Would you care to add to that list? P.S. If you would like a film recommendation, if you, even if you've seen it before, watch The Natural with Robert Redford. It's on Netflix. We will do, Robert Cullen, from Ireland.
1: From Ireland. Um, actors who are hired just to play themselves. I would argue that it's most actors. the The exceptions to the rule are the interesting ones, right?
2: Yeah, we see that Philip Seymour Hoffman's quite plays quite different characters.
1: Often, but he's also got his off the peg um, Philip Seymour Hoffman that he'll do yeah. for less money. Uh, uh, Daniel Day Lewis is famous for actually not doing a Daniel Day Lewis. There's an
0: old the- adage in Hollywood that is "Variety kills careers."
1: Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whose yeah. careers is it killed?
0: Very much ge- the, the the a lot of the truth is people do the thing that they do because then they'll, they'll get hired to do it and if you start doing lots of different things people go yeah but what does this guy do I mean I saw him be this thing and a thing and then he was something else I mean he's too no let's mm. get let's get Toby Maguire in
2: like Tom Cruise we talked about I think I talked about that when when I saw um, watching a flip what's it called the new Tom Cruise film that was uh, Oblivion Oblivion yeah it was too Tom Cruise Denzel Washington always plays Denzel Washington yeah. I've never seen him try and play a white guy
0: no <laughs>
1: then those are the two roles Yeah, Heath guy, Ledger guy. was playing different things
2: yeah he it? was getting quite a lot of range I think
0: yeah. uh, Kate Winslet is pretty rangy
2: she's quite rangy actually she's
0: quite rangy I, 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 there was a Kate Winslet season on film 4 and I watched a few of her films and she was very good and very different in all of them Very different. in one she weed herself to turn on Harvey Keitel in another she played a <laughs> Nazi <laughs> in
2: another one she did not um, What's worse, when' new they on themselves or a Nazi? God, what, to date them? <laughs> oh. I mean, I mean it's Slim pickings, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, to date them, you'd probably say, well, the, 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 if, you, if you're going to carry on wean on yourself, that's a no <laughs> Do go. they
1: continually wee on themselves? Or can hey. they sort of get it out of the way before they come meet me?
0: He liked it. Okay. Some people like that.
2: Well, he was sit she was weeing on him in a sexual thing. No, or no, he she's... was sitting- she was sitting on his lap.
0: No no no. She saw a ghost. He stood in front of her, she wees on her own leg.
2: What film is that?
0: Holy smoke. It's a, good, it's a good film.
2: I think that's what I would say if I saw someone weeing down their leg. Holy smoke. Holy smoke! Someone get the Kleenex. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I started watching a Sean Bean film today, and then I got tired, so I put blockbusters on. Um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> what film? I'll
0: watch it later. What film was well, it? It's Silent Hill, but I thought if I fall asleep, oh, I Oh, don't, don't want bother. To. It's really? not strong. Well, it's
1: based Bean. on a computer game. They rarely the work computer out well. The game is really good.
0: Sean Bean plays an American man. I really man.
1: enjoyed the computer game. He does play an American man, yes. Yeah.
0: Well, is it not worth watching, then? It's
1: not great. Hmm. Um, but, I mean, has there been a computer game film that's actually good? Because... Uh, the Mario Brothers game isn't uh, film isn't strong. Um, Street Fighter is terrible. Uh, Resident Evil has been successful. I quite enjoyed good... the first
2: Resident yeah, Evil. it's, it's, one. it's all successful. right. Yeah, it's probably done the best out mm. of them. I would. So. I'm. I'm looking forward to Frogger sixty-four. The movie <laughs> that's going to be amazing, isn't it? Frog goes across a road.
0: <laughs> I don't play computer games, so I I, I don't know. No.
2: Oh. Well, there you go. No.
1: Um, well thank you for your letter
0: and for your film suggestion get that guys that is The Natural next week uh, and so if you've seen it or you want to watch it before we record then get in touch and get in
2: touch um, have you got a uh, email there Matt? yes I've got one from Ewan hello Ewan here's <laughs> your email dear Daniel, Marek, David and Buddy this is Scottish as someone who works in the evenings and gets that little chance to watch films <laughs> I'm always behind on what's worth watching and thus your podcast is invaluable it does however make recommending something to watch very difficult however the, the other week I saw A Royal Affair and as you've never mentioned it I thought there was a chance none of you had seen it and I'd suggest it is a possible film to add to your list I was taken, very taken with it, though as a foreign language film about Danish history, it was hard to tell to my friends. <laughs> <laughs> Is he
0: from Yorkshire? I don't know where he's
2: from. Also, as a listener from, from Edinburgh, I'm not able to come to film to Fandango Live, Aww. but I'm intrigued by what films the three of you will make. Will they be put online? They'll be put online eventually. Also, last bit. I'm a fan of the podcast. If the price of a T-shirt hoodie is all I need to contribute, then it's well worth it, Ewan. yes. so if you want to buy, you want to support us, buy a T-shirt from Redbubble. Go to Redbubble and trip Phil Fandango in and buy a T-shirt because this is an independent podcast.
0: No one gives us money. Oh, is Ewan from Edinburgh? Yeah. Maybe he'd like to come and see a live recording of my other Sony Award-winning podcast at the Edinburgh Festival the right thing.
2: What, what dates that? That
0: is uh, on the 18th, 19th, 20th and 21st of August at the, the Pleasants.
2: There's four dates for that then.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, also, um, Ewan, I have seen A Royal Affair. It's got Mads Mikkelsen playing the lead in it. He's very he's good. Very good. He, TV's Hannibal Lecter. Which is, I don't like the TV's I'm Hannibal. I've not seen it. But Mads TV's Mik- Anderson. Yes, he's um, Mads Mikkelsen who was also in The Hunt's Another very good film, Casino Adipa- Royale. Yes. Bond villain, Casino Royale. Whoever
0: wants to kill himself, terrible film.
2: Um, a Royal Affair is a brilliant film. Very, very good. I, will, I recommend it watching it. I have an email
1: here from Christopher
0: Webb.
1: Hey. Uh, who? What? What accent have we decided,
2: Christopher he's, Webb? Has? He lives in Australia, but he's uh, he's Welsh.
0: Can you do a spider's accent?
2: I'll I do it Welsh, I think. I want you to do a Kenyan be You because we've got
0: Ireland, Scotland and now Wales. Right.
2: OK. Kiora,
1: Very excited to hear you're watching 24-hour party people this week, as it's one of my 10 out of 10 films. However, this might be because I loved the music beforehand and was the right age when the whole Madchester thing kicked off. I was an 18-year-old fresher in 1989, so I may have been slightly biased So it'll be interesting to hear views of people who either aren't into the music or weren't the right age to realise just how much fun it all was. I rewatched it last night and still love it. Great performances all round and lovely to see a slightly chubby Dave Gorman. Although slightly distracting throughout was the fact that Coogan, from Act 2 onwards with the short parted hair, looked not unlike Mr David Reed. I get that a lot. Have we mentioned that before? I get that a lot. Can't wait to hear what you thought of it. P.S. Danielle, A friend of mine just came back from New York was thrilled by when a local refer- referred to him as a Doitbag. A phrase which will hopefully come in handy with the- on your forthcoming trip. Well. Uh, Doitbag. Doitbag. Do
0: first of all I'd like to point out that if you think Dave Gorman is chubby in 24 hour party people he looks like Jabba the Hot now <laughs> <laughs> no, he um, he's quite skinny in that film
1: I think he is yeah I mean he's he not, plays the postman Mary, big, who, uh, who uh, screams Louie oh, okay. Louie into the mic all the time Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Shall
0: we talk about 24-hour party people?
1: Well, we need to do the challenge first, oh, but we God, did watch yeah. 24-hour party people this week. We finally got round to it. So uh, thank you for that, Christopher Webb. We will be talking about it. And uh, yes, I do occasionally in some lights look like Steve Coogan. I don't think you do it at all. I don't think you do it Well, I not. get it a lot. Clearly there's something going on.
0: I get lines Menelli.
2: I get anyone who's bald. Anyone. Anyway. Anyone, Matt Lucas, that darts player, and that that bloke from And Stavros Blofeld, and the bloke from um, Something About Mary, even though he's twenty-five years older than me. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Um, Challenge.
1: Well, we have set ourselves a challenge this week. It's based on one we were sent in, isn't it, Danielle? Um, Um,
0: I'll just find out who it was sent in by. You tell them what the challenge is.
1: We are going to cast. Um, a live-action version of Winnie the Pooh, uh, which will... Uh, this one has Winnie the Pooh, Tigger, and Eeyore in it. So it's Marrick and Mai's turn this week. Danielle, you will be judging...
0: Yep. Yeah, and John financing Williams. John this Williams.
1: John Williams. The John Williams. mm hmm. What do you want to go for first? I think we work up to Pooh. That's what I always do. <laughs> Me too. So
2: should we start with... Um, Tigger. Okay, do you want me to go first? By all means. Someone very excitable and lively and likeable. Yeah. It's quite difficult, but I'm going to go for Will Smith.
1: Oh, interesting. I see what you're saying. I think he's becoming less likeable with this whole bringing his son to everything.
2: That's not actually his son. Is it not? He's a clone. He's, Will Smith's son was his name? Jaden Smith. Jaden he? yeah. Smith. He's a clone of Will Smith, but they haven't got enough personality in him.
0: It grows as the clone grows. Yeah.
2: Because they can't clone the soul. That's why.
0: I like it. What have you got, Reed?
1: Well, as Marek said, somebody sort of energetic and positive without being annoying. I've gone for Jack McBriar who plays Kenneth Parcell in 30 Rock.
0: Oh, so... He, he's also Fix-It fix Felix
1: in, uh, in um, Wreck-It Ralph, which you haven't seen.
0: No.
2: Oh, interesting, I don't know him.
0: He, that is Do
2: you watch 30 Rock? No, I don't watch it. It's supposed to be quite good, it's isn't it? It's really he? good, yeah, yeah. It's finished now.
0: I think... I think Tigger needs to be... I mean, I've only ever seen uh, Jack McBriar play very thick characters...
1: Well, and Tigger isn't, you know, an academic, is he?
0: <laughs> what?
2: He's not stupid, stupid no, he... though. He's more friendly. Well and... he's like a bouncy Fonz. He's more sort of <laughs> Will Smith fresh prince like. No,
1: well, I, I think, think he's he... more Jack McBriar, sort of Kenneth Parcelli kind of The wonderful thing about Tigger is that Tigger's a
0: wonderful thing. I think.
1: He's got he's like the scarecrow, um, on Crystal Meth. Yeah.
0: the Scarecrow's really clever, that's the whole point. He had a brain all along. Um It's
1: <laughs> not
2: that bright though. More is like it? the lion
0: from yeah,
2: he is more oh, like the right. lion Oh you're right, he is like the lion. In fact that's
1: exactly who he is in the Disney version of pretty much. They've just stolen the lion, haven't they?
2: Let's
0: uh recast The Wizard of Was another week. Will Smith is one.
1: Will Smith. Yeah. Yes. Fine. Okay, Eeyore. Eeyore. Do you want to go first? Me first. Continuing in uh, my my tradition this week of casting um, funny television names, mm-hmm. I have gone for uh, grumpy old adorable stick in the mud, Nick Offerman from Parks and Recreations, who plays Ron Swanson.
2: I don't watch these. Oh, parks.
0: that is good. He's a good Eeyore. He's eel. a good
2: Eeyore, he's isn't a
0: good
2: he? Eel. I don't even know who he is. Well, he's just the best Eeyore. If you Surely we should that. be casting film stars as the. No, world. these
1: guys are all in films now. In what films, films are you in? Uh, off the top of my head, I don't know, but I saw a trailer
2: with him in this week. My, uh, who am I going for? Yeah. Who plays that downtrodden, sort of depressed person with the hooded eyes?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Keanu Reeves. William H Macy.
0: Oh, also very good.
2: Mm. Very good, Eeyore He
0: is a very good Eeyore
2: and it'd be a good role for him to do as well. I think
1: it would <laughs> really, really help. it really help him at the moment <laughs> yeah. when he's in a bit of the doldrums. He
2: needs that. Nick offman has got the uh, got the stature for it, though. You've, he's got of the box, you've got to think of the box office. I think, do you want a ticket to go and see Nick Offman? I don't even know who he is, mate.
0: I think um, I think William H Macy is really nails the melancholy in a way that perhaps. Oh, Ron Swanson. Rubbish. Misses. His
1: name's not Ron Swanson. <laughs> His know. name's Nick Offerman. <laughs>
0: I'm going to I'm going to give it to you David.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. So okay. What are you joking? It's all what would
0: be your choice?
2: You've never seen him.
0: It's all down to the poo. Oh,
2: it's it always comes down I to the. I really poo thought with William us. Macy would have won that easily. It's a William really H. good H. choice.
0: Macy a very good choice, but Ron Swanson is off.
1: <laughs> Nick Offerman. Uh, okay. It's down to a challenge of the
2: poos. I'm going for someone dead.
0: Show me your poo.
2: Who's, your poo is dead? I'm yeah. A
0: stinky poo.
2: Yeah, John Candy. He's a good poo. Oh, he is a good poo.
1: He's a good poo. poo. I mean, poo, for people who don't know, he's got to be sort of... He's adorable, isn't he, really? Yeah. chubby, yeah. adorable, candy. a little simple.
2: He's John Candy.
1: Okay. <laughs> I've gone for someone who is alive. Oh. Um, And... Uh, I, bet got, I bet he's Jack Black. No, I'm got it's uh, he's sort of is he from the adorable and he, <laughs> is, he is from a current American TV show. Got I'm, to I'm stuck fit. With We've gotta
2: make it film star. He's
1: spinning stuff, he's been in films. Um Louis
2: C.K. <gasps> Louis C.K. is the
0: perfect poo. He's very
2: yeah. handy. He's not uh, Wait, uh, I object I object to the choices. Being TV people primarily TV people They're the choices should be preference. there should be film star people
0: oh so so next time you're offered a film you're going to go no, I'm just a TV actor
2: Well no next time I'm offered, I can't <laughs> put myself forward for these things challenges You've because I' in a film yeah, but I have to be regular and like I haven't done a few films. how no, many films have you very, done one. one
1: one
0: that's very that's, that's not that's not cool Marek. All well, these we'll see what...
1: guys, all these guys are getting roles in films. What it's you not think... my fault you haven't seen them. What do you think this is? Louis no, C. C. it's not K. that. Yeah, I'm getting
0: Lucy K because um uh, contrary to because him in Parks and Rec his character and that is the most adorable thing. He's wonderful. Thing. Yeah, so David wins. Yes. By because he watches the same TV program. <laughs> 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 It's close. If I, I, I think it should be like personally. If we could do a tie, I would give you a tie because I think Willie makes Welsh me do
2: it.
1: bullshit, do we want? Do we want to pick a uh, a sudden death piglet?
0: Go on then. Let's do sudden death piglet.
2: A sudden a piglet. <laughs> you have to pick first, though. Do I? Yes. Okay. Um, I'm
1: just gonna piss Marik off and pick someone from TV. Amy Poehler. I was going to pick Amy Poehler. You don't even know
2: are You can't pick these people. Okay, fine. Amy
0: Poehler's been in films.
2: You should just do a podcast about television series, not about films. Amy Poehler's in Hamlet too.
0: Amy Poehler's in Baby Baby. Amy Poehler's in Baby Mama. Baby Mama. Blades of Glory.
2: She's in Blades of Glory. That's who you're picking. Yeah. Piglet, I'm picking Pee Wee Herman. (laughs) (laughs) Noted sex pest Pee Wee Herman. Yeah. Pee-wee Herman. Imagine him with that red top on, little red scrubby top on the pink legs.
0: I'm sorry, Marek, but you don't win this challenge.
2: I think this is bullshit. Should be strictly film. Listeners. They've been in film. I want you to get on my side and actively complain on our Facebook page. I am finding exactly what they've been in. The challenge is over.
1: Oh I'm sorry You're wrong And you're carrying it on Until I try to prove you wrong That's 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 pathetic I think Frankly I'm just checking Louis CK's been in films I'm sure he has He's he's in Down to Earth Yeah He's Uh. in Pootie Tang (laughs) Whatever that is Um, Yeah He's in three films Coming out next year Yeah He's in The Invention of Lying He's in Role Models
2: I feel like a wife whose husband's continually sort of late at home from work and he's got loads of bad excuses which are just about plausible What? Yeah, and he's but really convinced this,
1: this film actor is in films is a bad excuse for how they're but a film pri- actor you're
2: primary, primarily you're saying Parks and Recreation and you're just quoting TV series I didn't get to watch these TV series because I'm out bloody in the cinema watching films <laughs> no you weren't you were at home it the first time That's the history. first time but it was a film that was on out of the cinema at the same time <laughs> I'm furious let I bet Nick Offerman was in it let you just wouldn't know it What? us talk about his bloody dance film
0: yeah 24 hour pipe people
1: okay well it's taken us two weeks to watch it but we finally found it what's it about Twenty four hour party people. It's Danielle, do you want to go at this?
0: Biopic of Tony Wilson, uh the excellent um founder of Factory Records. Um and uh and the bands that he signed or didn't sign, um uh mainly Joy Division and the Happy Mondays. The film's in sort of two sections. It's got the Joy Division bit early days and then it's got the Happy Mondays Hacienda sort of section and it th- stars
1: Steve Coogan in that role <coughs> <coughs>
0: excuse me and
1: is directed by Michael Winterbottom who we talked about recently in relation to the look and of it love and an
0: amazing cast it's Paddy Constantine and John Simm it's like the who's who of British indie film actors even though John Simm's in the village <laughs>
2: So it's pretty much it's about Manchester really in the early yeah. in the sort of 80s, eight, yeah. early, early sort nineties of the birth of dance music really it chucks, in terms well, of it
0: chucks the whole thing of from, ecstasy culture it chucks really. from the Sex Pistols playing the little tiny club if you know anything about Sex Pistols history where forty people were and in the audience famously so were Mick Hucknall and people like that uh, through to um, the, sort of the death of the Manchester scene when the hacienda closed down and and just before I mean obviously Tony Wilson didn't sign Oasis. Um, Alan McGee did and that's sort of when that moved oh really yeah 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 so that's th-
1: so Manchester stayed kind of at the forefront of it all and
2: then
0: very much so but Oasis sort of moved because they brought it all down to London Oasis were the last big Manchester band for
2: people who don't know um, or listeners abroad the Hacienda was at the big epicentre of music the nightclub in uh Manchester which Tony Wilson's Factory Records ran.
0: Yeah.
2: And they took That's all the a money. a massive f- loss. And they took all the money. That's why New Order the band never made any money because it was paying for the Hacienda. Yeah. The it's a fan
1: it's a fascinating bit actually where it just goes through the economics of it and says the Hacienda is is losing money hand over fist because the the entire atmosphere of the place, the entire popularity of the place is fueled by ecstasy not drink. So they can't they're not getting any money for people having a good time so they just pay to get in the door and that's it basically all the drug dealers are taking the rest it's sort of fascinating
0: and I mean I I don't know about you because I know quite a lot about factory records and I know like I was a big Joy Division and New Order fan when I was younger and um, I like the Happy Mondays I wasn't like kind of it's a tiny bit before my time I'm sort of like Britpop era that was my music of my youth but being a music fan I obviously had the back catalogue of all these things and it's quite fascinating I think it's I mean I've not seen uh, Control the Ian Curtis story and it's uh, I think because it's just sad stories I mean like the you know Ian Curtis killing himself Control so. is
2: I've seen the first half of it and my DVD was scratched
0: oh was it good
2: um, amazing really and uh, I reco- someone reco- well, I our Facebook page I recorded it and that was on, it was on film 4 it's phenomenal. I think maybe... I, it was amazing, but I, I've never got around to watching the second half of it.
0: I mean, the guy who plays Ian Curtis is brilliant. And yes, the guy his who name plays... is Sean
2: Harris, who pops up in Prometheus as, yeah. um, a, with a, a sort of bolt-up with a Mohican. Oh, of course, yes, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. He's brilliant in this.
0: And also, the Sean Ryder is amazing. Like, you think <laughs> it's Sean Ryder. The guy who plays Sean Ryder is absolutely brilliant. Yes, I think good. so.
2: Um, this What I liked about it, I think the way they... It's, it feels really fresh. This film because although Steve Coogan, who plays um, what's his Tony name, Tony Wilson, is the lead, and he does feel a bit partridge in places. Oh,
0: it's so partridge! Um, mm-hmm. He
2: does. It's really. Fr- they, they mix live footage with the film, mm-hmm. old old stock footage of, uh, of uh, Sex Pistols playing with the actual film. There's bits. There's, there's sort of um, monologues and asides to the camera, which are really it's really a great. Really brilliant bit of film It's really thing, interesting I think. and it's fresh, really, and it feels really ex- interesting well. exciting to watch.
1: Yeah. No it is properly good. I'm and uh, Andy Circus we've not mentioned who's great in it I think is the is producer Ryan, is Martin Ryan? Hannett. Martin oh, yeah. yeah. Um
2: the
0: super producer.
2: Yeah. Uh Rob Brydon. They're all in it all the all the sort of Brit comedians are in it oh, and, and the the, telly are in it yeah. There are yeah, loads yeah. of cameos from actual people around the music scene and even during the film they stop and, and they explain what they, it's quite self-referential as well. They explain who is Appeared in the film, so it comes out of the actual narrative, just constantly messing around with the form, which I thought was really—it's
0: really lovely. There was a bit where um, the bit with Howard Devoto just before it said, "This is the real Howard Devoto," I said to Dave, "That's the real Howard Devoto," but I've seen the <laughs> Bozcocks about seven times for some reason. Uh They're very good. Ow!
2: The Happy Mondays absolutely slammed in this film. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. They and come just, across what a total. waste of space they are. There's no redeeming features no, at all.
1: Just complete headiness.
0: Well, that's why it's really interesting to see, like the Joy Division New Order versus the Happy Mondays, where you've got like little Bernard Sumner being all sensible, and then you've got, and you know, this is what it's a shame. New Order are what paid for the hacienda, and the Happy mm. Mondays just spent all of factory Records well, money. Well, yeah, New,
1: New Order basically paid for the Happy Mondays to exist. Yeah, um, and just total tragedy if they re- lost. They lost their lead singer and then tried to carry on and well, well, they did carry on they very were successfully. A lot more successful but, yeah, yeah. Um,
0: because they lost all that miserable guff. Um the first oh Joy Division's albums are very, very bleak. Um one of the things that I really love, uh, there's a bit where Tony Wilson says that he can't sell factory records because he doesn't own New Order and the Happy Mondays because they now had to sign a contract and it's actually a really lovely like cause first of all you think why would anybody do a biopic of Tony Wilson you know he's quite an influential figure but he isn't he's not the lead singer of one of these bands or anything he, and you know he only had factory records weren't absolutely huge they only had a couple of signings and it's because he was one of the last true. Gentleman of the pop industry. Well, almost. he's a, he's a
1: gentleman amateur almost. It's it's almost Victorian because he's got a job. Yeah,
0: he kept his job. And as a that's
1: fascinating the way they juxtapose those two things of him being a sort of. Fluff piece TV journalist going to zoos and talking about the elephants, mm. and he's he's almost um, a Richard Madeley for You, you yeah. said he was quite liking the thing,
0: but the fact that he says, you know, he can't sell, he's never given himself the opportunity to sell out. It's just such, it's just such a brilliant character.
2: It's a really great, it's a really inventive film, and you can see Michael Winterbottom's this the style yes. affecting his other films. Yeah. I don't think maybe they haven't been as good as this. I think this was... Uh,
0: well, Nine Songs, which is fair. I think I've mentioned before, which we, you know, cuts footage with people having actual sex. It's really boring. Uh, the Look gro- of
2: Love is having sex, isn't it? With who? Gruy, the actor who played Gruy. <laughs> Gruy? <gasps> the, the eighty television... Really? Is it That's Gruy, Gruy yeah. <sighs> Gruy was an eighty television programme which David is too young for. <laughs> hey,
0: I'm too young for as well.
2: But also, um, this film was a bit like, I went to review Good Vibrations, about, sorry, which was about uh, Terry Hooley in uh, Northern Ireland, about how he, um, similar sort of film, but not as good as 24 Hour Party People. And I hadn't seen 24 Hour Party People before. I thought, oh, this really influenced Good Vibrations. Yeah. But really similar, sort of following, you know, sort of uh, the manager of the band it was great I thought it was really great performances
1: from Steve Coogan I don't think what I like about this film as well is as a sort of pseudo documentary on it you know it's a docudrama but about real people I don't think it overblows the importance of what they were doing by having it being delivered by the guy who is self important and at the centre of it all yeah. you know you believe he believes it and that humanises it actually it brings it down to earth well, it's yes. not kind of Glorifying everything they did as being the most important thing that ever happened that's
0: the lovely bit um, when Coogan turns to camera and says um, I'm a, a bit part player in my own biopic yeah. in my own story which my is story. lovely go on makes wish I've met Tony Wilson now
2: you can't meet him because he's dead <sighs> sorry don't
1: say that one day
0: spoilers oh. it doesn't die in the film don't worry um but really just really brilliantly and really energetic and it makes you want to go out and watch bands again and do stuff like that it yeah. made me
2: actually doing Curtis impressions dancing <laughs> or singing that, uh, singing the um uh, singing the, what's on the one the, what's the one
0: um control
1: love will tear us apart
2: oh. no no I think the control the one who goes dance dance to the radio that one Earth.
0: That's transmission.
2: Transmission. I was singing transmission and dancing like Ian Curtis around.
0: uh, It's really good fun and actually
2: quite uplifting. Really? Yeah. If you (laughs) tend to be in dance and he's sort of because he had epilepsy, dancing his specific way and sing transmission and dance around your flat. It, it's the opposite to listening to um, <laughs> Joint Division. I
1: think I think he his performance in this particularly is he called Sean Harris. Yeah, um, he's particularly just sort of hypnotic. But I think everyone the performances are great. Like you, it's got that rare thing of all of the little bit parts you really like as characters. There's just yeah. something about it where it seems like really good people coming together.
0: Apart from Peter K.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't know. He's playing a.
0: Found it, I found, Appropriate it, I found the bit with Peter Kane in the van a bit gross, I'll be honest. I, did, I didn't like that bit.
1: Is it because it, it's possibly happened sometime?
0: Oh, no, oh, I didn't oh, like dear. that bit. I did not <laughs> like that bit. Um, and also, Rob Ryden and Steve Coogan have got such a wonderful chemistry. I mean, Rob Ryden's not really in the film very much, he plays a journalist. But the couple of scenes they have together are really funny. Have
1: you seen, um, we've mentioned the trip before, but have you seen a cock and bull story? No, where they play themselves there. as actors and uh
0: that's Michael Winterbottom as yeah, well isn't
1: it it's it's that's again really inventive actually it, isn't that a will self book no it's well he might have called something that as well but it's based on a really the first ever postmodern novel um called oh god uh, it's Tristram shandy what's it called um Anyway, uh, but it's about a man who's trying to tell his life story, and in, to give you enough backstory um, to how he came to be, he keeps having to go backwards and retell other bits and bits around all of it, and he never gets round to even his birth. I think is the idea, if I remember rightly. But they do it in a very postmodern way, and it's it's him. It's it's a very interesting film. It's good. It's funny as well.
0: I sometimes find with these like music of you know, the. Fictional, well, not the fictional, but you know the 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 telling of these stories. Sometimes the films can be really overpowered by the music,
2: Mm. but I think
0: that the good thing about this is that doesn't happen because the music's good. But you know, it's not like watching Backbeat where you're going off.
2: They have to play the songs constantly to, uh, yeah. I thought it was it. It's funny you say that. I thought
1: the uh, exact opposite was done in the documentary Searching for Sugar Man. Where if you don't know the music already, um, it's a very odd thing to cut from a talking head going, um, um, it was the most important music I'd ever heard. I mean, it was incredible. I'd never heard anything like it. And then just playing four bars of a song that just, it won't hit you Mm. with that impact Mm. and it will only end up seeming like they're wrong. Well, yeah. and, but they don't do that in 24-hour party, people. They don't cut from kind of Steve Coogan do, to kind of one of the songs and just let you listen to it for a while. Yeah. Because that will just fall flat, inevitably. It's
0: a really, really good film. It Whoever is. suggested that, well done. It yeah,
2: was Oliver you. Ashman. The Ashman.
0: Hi, Ashman. The Ashman.
2: Well done, Ashman. Good lad. We liked it. Well, how many, how
1: many Marek's and Daniel's does it get? I feel quite stingy, but
2: only you've ate... Okay.
0: I feel quite stingy, but eight is where it sits with me as well.
2: I do think the last two, I think films can only get up to eight and the last two is purely subjective.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'd give it eight or nine, I think. I really, really liked it.
2: Well done, Michael bottom. <laughs> well done, Oliver Ashman for suggesting it. Well done, but not well done, for Love Film for the delay. <laughs>
0: no.
1: <laughs> That's right.
0: <clears throat> Sorry about that.
1: Yeah. All of these film services are sort of us this week,
0: aren't
1: Well, that's it, really. That's it. If you'd like to get in touch with us before next week's podcast, then please do email us, dearfilmfandango at gmail or write on our Facebook wall, Facebook.com
2: forward slash filmfandango, or tweet us. It's not
0: a real wall
2: at filmfandango. Oh, and are you to answer your question. i was going to plug myself. I've done. I made my website this week or last week.
0: You made a website. Yeah, I
2: learned how to make a website because oh. my agent wasn't forwarding on any details. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to see some of the films I've made which are terrible, you can go to com, and there's a link to my YouTube channel and if you click on the adverts, I get made to make more films. So do that if you want me to make films. I've got to make some money somehow, right? have yeah, got to make totally, money Totally, one day. Yeah. Um, Alright, and we'll be back next week with more films and we will have watched The Natural. I forgot to thank... Um, Sorry, another thing I missed. Yes. On our Facebook page, there was someone from The Wire who none of us have of watched. Of course!
0: None of us have watched The Wire, but it was great.
2: Saying to uh, listen to Film Fandango, thank you to um, our friend of the show, Paul Allen, for filming him when he went to Cannes. So thank you very much for doing yeah, that. Very That's exciting. nice of you. I do have season one of The Wire on DVD, so I, I will one
1: day understand who that person is. Yeah. I'll put that, I'm looking forward to that day. I love Obviously, TV actors. We'll
0: never see him in a film.
1: No, never, never. Uh, it's one or the
2: other. All oh, right, just finish One oh, or the other. Finished.
0: <laughs> Bye. Bye.
2: Bye.
1: Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra.